0: back in the booth i'm sean booth and hopefully you guys are off to the best new year's 2024 and we are already a week in and did you know that 80 percent, 80 plus percent of people have already lost their new year's resolutions so Hopefully, you're sticking towards yours. I don't have many resolutions this year. We're going to get into that in a little bit. I've got producer Andrew in the studio, as always, here with me today. Yo, yo. And no Sam Cat. Sam Cat is out on the road enjoying the, the holiday break still, I believe. I don't know. Whatever she's doing, Sam Cat, we miss you. And we'll see you back here in Nashville soon. So we're going a little solo shot here today. I'm excited. We've got some fun topics to cover. And we're just going to have fun with it. So... Starting off, New Year's resolutions. Andrew, is that something that you usually do?
1: No, never have.
0: Not once.
1: I have never made a conscious resolution and been like, I'm going to really focus on this for a year. I feel like naturally at the turn of a year, you end up like using it as a reset and like, I'm going to try and read more or go to the gym more. But I don't really like, I'm going to drink. Yeah, a gallon of water every day and I really focus on that. I've just never really done that.
0: Right. Yeah, I usually set some, but I haven't really set many this year. And I think the best way to go about doing it, and I was talking to one of my good friends and a co-worker of mine. Her name is Machine Meg. She's a beast, hence the name Machine. But her and her husband, Dusty, they give themselves like a word for the year. So... You know, it could be something like growth. And then at the end of the year, they look back and they're like, did we grow this year? Hmm. And I think that's kind of the way to do it. So maybe you grew in your career. Maybe you grew in your fitness or nutrition instead of just doing those, you know, little one-off goals.
1: Yeah, I like that. I think, well, I know Lily, my wife, did that last year. I don't know if I really, I would have to find a way to like put it. Like, on the windshield of my car, or somewhere like <laughs> yeah.
0: obnoxious,
1: because I remember talking about like Lily's word of the year or our word of the year last year. I remember bringing it up like maybe until March, right, And then I just kind of forget about forget it and about things
0: it. get busy and uh, yeah, and you get back to you know what
1: your resolution should be this year? What's that? Keep your baby alive.
0: That's a good one,
1: that's a pretty good resolution, I'd say, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd say my <laughs> whole goal. resolution the whole year is based on the baby, and that's something you know that I thought about yesterday as well, as far as like planning out my day, planning out my weeks, like I have to be more organized than ever right now because I want to be able to spend that time at home, you know, with the baby with Dre, taking care of the baby, and so now everything outside of the house, it's like I need to stay on track and stay on top of everything. Because my life is pretty wild where I don't have a set nine to five job. I obviously own a gym where I'm in and out of. I coach some classes during the week, but I'm managing and I own that. So there's always things popping up for that. I do real estate as well. So I'm always you know working with my real estate partner, Caleb. So we got deals. Everybody knows realtors are kind of making their own schedule podcasting, social media. So it's like all over the place, my schedule. And I feel like sometimes it's very overwhelming. So I went to Staples, got myself a nice calendar, which I love to have. Now I can actually like work on my time blocks where I'm really trying to be like, okay, I have this from that time to that time, and then I'm going to do this and not waste any time. So that way, when I am home, when I do get home, I'm not on my phone and still trying to work, which I feel like is impossible for me. So I'm setting a goal, at least, to stop working after eight p.m. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> attainable or <laughs> that's not. Pretty wild, yeah, but it'd be nice to have my phone down after eight p.m. But it is different once you know I do hold baby locks in my arms. It's like nothing else really matters. Where. It's a, it's a feeling like everybody keeps asking me, how does it feel? How does it feel? And it's such like almost like a calming feeling. It's something where it just feels right. And, you know, people are correct and they say nothing in the world matters once you have a kid. Like that's your focus. And that's what I'm starting to feel. And I know it's only been three weeks, which is already crazy to me, but there's no better feeling than being a dad. It has been going Awesome so far. I feel like a lot of people, and Andrew, maybe you can speak to this. You're not a dad yet, but when you're prepping to become a dad and a parent and a mom, I feel like so many people talk to it as if it is doomsday and it's so crazy and they kind of prepare you for like the worst when in reality, I don't think, and again, every situation's different, every baby's different. I'm like, yeah, I know it's going to be hard. I had ten months to prepare myself for it. I knew what I was getting into, but it is such like a, a beautiful thing where it's just you know you obviously have more tasks throughout the day. you're obviously taking care of a human being. I don't feel like it's as doomsday and as crazy as everybody makes it out to be. Is that what you think, Andrew? Like, right now, are you like, if I become a dad, it's just going to be all hell? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I went and saw, we had some friends over, or down in Franklin, who had their first, probably three months ago, four months ago. Mm -hmm. And we went and saw the baby, maybe, you know, around Thanksgiving. And I remember sitting there being like, oh, this is like, kind of cool. Like Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm there for three hours. It's a small window. But- he was just like chilling in his little like couch, whatever you call that thing, yeah. like a cushion. A snuggle me. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like giggling and didn't cry and went and ate and then was just chilling. Like, right. And they were explaining like, usually it's like, I mean, how long until like Locks started out sleeping pretty good, right?
0: He did. But yeah.
1: that's the biggest thing I feel like for everybody. Like I can handle all of the chaos. During the day, right? But the idea of getting like four hours of sleep consistently, which I feel like is what everybody tells you is going to happen, yeah, sounds
0: awful, awful, yeah.
1: But they were like, Yeah, it's like a couple of weeks of tough sleeping, and then they build a rhythm and they get exactly, and it's fine. I'm like, yeah, oh, I can do that six weeks, I can handle six weeks, but like for somebody who isn't a dad, I thought it was like. Oh, yeah. For the first nine months of the baby's life, you're going to pretty much not sleep at all. And it's going to be miserable.
0: Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, yeah, you're just a dad. And I get that. So I'm going to first give a shout out to all the moms out there because I, while saying all that, I also didn't realize how difficult it is for the mothers as far as feeding goes. Like, I didn't realize you have to feed every two and a half hours two and a half to three hours the baby needs food and luckily for us he's latching he's taking dre's breast milk but that in itself is a job and a half right so when i'm sitting here being like oh it's not that hard i'm sure she would (laughs) sit here being like no it is hard but in the best way possible it's hard it's just you know If I have to change a diaper, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. If I have to feed the bottle, which I do twice a day, she makes enough so that I can make two bottles, feed with them in the morning and the night so I can build that bond. You know, it's like, hell yeah, let's do it. I think when it's your kid, you don't mind doing that stuff. Like, I don't mind changing the diapers. I thought it would be awful. And it's almost like picking up another dog's poop. You're like, you don't really feel... Terrible at doing your own dog, but when it's not yours, like, oh, I don't want to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like once it's your kid, I think all those feelings change.
1: That's a good analogy.
0: So we're getting through with it, and he's um, he's sleeping good. He's got a a snoo, a snooze. Uh, there's so many baby pieces of equipment at our house, which we luckily have, and we put them in this thing. It's a bassinet. And you swaddle them, and then you hook them up to the side, and then use an app, and then it just kind of goes side to side and makes some noises. So that's what we started using like two nights ago. And he usually falls right asleep. Last night was probably his worst night of sleep yet, actually, since we've had him. But Dre's a champ and gets up and, and feeds him, and I'm there for support. And when I need to get called in out of the bullpen, I, I come in. <laughs> so
1: they should make things like that for uh, humans. I kind of want to. I want a little oh, I know cocoon that rocks me to sleep with nice white noise.
0: Just. Yeah, it's awesome. I think like with the bassinet being next to the bed right now, that thing puts me to sleep faster than anything else. Nice. And it's also funny that now that I'm a dad, I feel myself quickly becoming a dad where I can't stay up past like 10 o'clock because I fall asleep every time I hit the couch or the bed. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And I already notice him getting bigger. And everybody's like, you should cherish every single moment. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to cherish the moments of his little baby scrunch where you pick him up and their knees just automatically shoot up to their chest. And well, I even asked the doctor, I'm like, is he all right? Like his legs are going to get straight, right? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> give it some time. And some lady on social media said... Why don't you just massage out his quads a little bit and they'll straighten him out. So now every time he's hanging out with me, I give him a little massage on his quads to get his legs nice and straight. <laughs> and Dre's like, stop doing that. I don't want you to rush away the baby scrunch. So Loxy boy is doing awesome. Dre's doing awesome. And uh, we appreciate all the, the kind words and everything you guys have been giving us on social media.
1: Can we wait wait? Can we ask? This might be out of pocket and inappropriate. Yeah. And we can cut if needed. Okay. Have you uh have you tried the milk?
0: Um, so I need to take a bigger swig of it. <laughs> yes and no. I took a little dab of it last week when I was fixing up a bottle, but I haven't actually like taken it to the face. <laughs> like which full, I'll do. I'll do shot. this week. Yeah. yeah. But that stuff is like magic. That stuff is like liquid gold. She'll put that on his lips. Like he had dry lips. She put it on his lips and his lips were good. Like... Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. It's weird. It's wild. But also pumping every couple hours. So if you're also, you probably don't know this, if you're not pumping then your supply can dry up. So it's like even when she's feeding and then she's not feeding, if I'm feeding a bottle, she's pumping to keep it going. And then just storing bags, storing bags. We have like a supply. Boobs just constantly
1: getting worked.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Locks is a big boob guy right now. On the topic of social media and everybody being so kind to us, it's a whole other ballgame when you got, You know, mothers out there now judging you on social media for what you're doing with the kid, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I take a photo of him sitting in the car seat and like, oh, you got to fix his seatbelt and all this. I'm like, chill out. I didn't put him in the car yet. This is just for photo to show a sweatshirt. Like, people are so judgy. Yeah. If you
1: comment, if you're a mom and you comment on an Instagram post for another parent and correcting them on how to do something, hey, you should get your Instagram deleted <laughs> and you should not be allowed to have social media for at least one week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You that's should have the social law. Uh, yeah. I like that. Put them in timeout for a week, <laughs> put them in timeout. It's also wild being in the dad game. Now, like I am, uh, you know, I like sharing stuff on social media that we use. We're always going to ask the products. I'm always linking everything on my Instagram page. Checking out all of his little new clothes. I will say this though. I am such an advocate of no pants for babies. Hmm. Just diaper. Because it is a pain in the ass. Literally and figuratively. When they go to the bathroom and you got to take the pants off, take the diaper off, clean them yeah. up, put the diaper back on, put his pants back on. Like it is hard to change a wiggly little newborn. Yeah. And I'm like, let's not complicate it anymore. I'm almost like, <laughs> but you want to keep them warm. So we have a blanket on them at all times. Like maybe you do like a man's skirt. Yeah. But we don't want It's to-
1: interesting because I'm actually a really strong advocate for no pants. In for, general. For adults. As an adult. E- yeah. 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 You <laughs> came
0: in here this morning. and I was like, oh, and he's got no <laughs> pants on again, but diaper changing is you got to be, you got to be quick with it. Uh, poor Loxy. I put him down in the bed last week and I wasn't quick enough. He started peeing. And came towards my face, and then I dodged out of the way, and it went right on his face. No so he peed way! Right on himself, all over his face, all over his chest. He's crying. So there's actually they make cones for little boys where you can just pop that on his thing. So
1: Wait, when is this? When he's on the bed? Yeah. So a you put him on? down.
0: You take the diaper off, and as soon as that diaper's off, it's like fair game for him. You don't know if he's gonna shit. You're going to piss. Why is the diaper off? Just because it's... It's because you're changing it.
1: Oh, so he already He went to the bathroom in the diaper. (laughs) Yeah. And you're cleaning that up.
0: Yep. And And then... And then he's
1: also peeing again.
0: Yeah. You never know. I mean, it's quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're quick with it. So you got to be real quick. How often do
1: they go to the bathroom?
0: I mean, got to be every hour. We change those things all the time. All the time. But that's dad life. Dad life is going good. What's like a day in...
1: The life of Sean Booth look like? You said you are trying to stop working by 8 p.m.
0: Yeah, well that's like, you know. But you also said you don't work
1: a night of five. I could I'm I'm always so curious about like Yeah. One, what is like your a day, like your day to day look like now with locks. And two, do you enjoy I mean obviously you enjoy it because you've built your career around mm-hmm. your schedule. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy like do you still long a little bit for like a nine to five structure or are you comfortable like kind of completely throwing that out the window and
0: yeah no i definitely think that there are aspects to the nine to five that i miss and not owning things and just working for somebody and just being done and then you're done but obviously there's pros and cons to that where it's like when you are the owner of something you can never turn it off When you have your own thing, you can never turn it off on the weekends, at nights, in the morning. So like the morning is, you know, that's why I like to wake up early is that I can actually do stuff without getting hounded in a million different directions when people still aren't up. That's what's difficult. It's it's very difficult to own a business and it's very rewarding. But, you know, it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And I've talked about it with you as well. It's like... And the people are everything. If you can manage people, you know, you'll do good. But that's also something you got to learn as you go. Owning your business is tough. The people are harder. It's very rewarding. It's a very lonely place at times when you're laying in your bed, just being like, oh, man, is this going to work? Or you feel like you have all the pressure or something changes or somebody leaves. It's a lot. So I don't think it's for everybody. But yes, I do. It, thinking about it, it would be nice to not have, um, you know, Always constantly thinking about business. Yeah. So So
1: when you work, I mean, this kind of goes into like the day in the life, but Mm. when you're done working at 8 p.m., you're up at what time do you wake up? Sick? Like five, probably?
0: Yeah, it depends. Mondays and Fridays, I'm up at four because I'm coaching a 5.30 a.m. class. Then the other days, I'm usually up between five. To six, sometimes a little bit later, depending. So on that time.
1: window, five a.m. to eight p.m. Yeah, what percentage of that time would you say is like spent working?
0: I mean, as long as I have my phone on me, I'm always doing something. But you know, I I come home multiple times during the day, or I stay home some mornings or some afternoons, and always get a walk in with Walter, take him to play, always. And now Locks is on those walks. But I mean, I'm working most of the, most of that time, yeah. you know, or if I'm not with my phone at home or my computer, I'm at the gym. So it's always something. It's a lot.
1: Okay. Sorry. This is turning into like me interviewing you, but now I'm just so <laughs> yeah, curious. Good. These are questions that I've thought. What's like the thing that you do to fill your cup? Like what's your, because a lot of people it's going to the gym is like the thing that they do to kind of mm-hmm. like. That's like for themselves, yeah. But you own a gym, so that can't really be your thing that you do for yourself. What do you do for Sean?
0: Yeah, that's tricky too because it was and always is working out. But now it's like I'm working out, but I'm still at my work where I'm still yeah with my coworkers or I've still got the members there asking me questions or making sure this person's doing their job. So that becomes a little tricky. But I think the thing that's always been Something to get away from that is going out with Walter, like taking Mm -hmm. him. I take him to the school every day, play with him at least 20 to 30 minutes. And then I don't have my phone on. So it's just like enjoying the time with him. So now it's obviously, uh, now we got locks in the picture. That's even better. So taking him out on a walk every single day. I just play music, put it in his little stroller bassinet thing, just listen to music. And I think that that's something too, as a dad, where you start opening your eyes up to more things where if I were just going on a walk by myself, I'd still be like thinking about, shoot, everything I got to get done Mm. and not really turn the mind off Where now. I'm just like, let's just enjoy this time, enjoy this music together and enjoy like the outside. It sounds so cheesy, but it kind of slows down life a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Not cheesy at all.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's good. And uh, hopefully, Lox is is raised to be a a good young man and doesn't kill me like Gypsy Rose killed her mom. Oh, (laughs) what a transition. (laughs) Yeah. You hear about this, Gypsy Rose girl? I have no
1: idea. I like read uh, or saw a TikTok that was like, the only thing that I know is that her mom was like giving her like, or not even giving her, she was like going through like full on medical procedures yeah, for her, like that her mom was making happen that she didn't need. And then she dated a guy and she had the guy kill her mom yes, because she found out and the guy's in prison for like ever, right?
0: I believe the guy is. And she's yeah.
1: like, got out but went to prison for.
0: Yeah. She was raised to believe that she had various medical conditions and disabilities, but it was later revealed that her mother had been fabricating her illnesses. So, Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend, Nicholas, conspired to kill the mother, Dee Dee, in 2015. The case gained significant public interest due to the shocking nature of the crime and the revelation of the abuse that Gypsy Rose had endured. So, Gypsy Rose pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, and she was serving a 10-year prison sentence. So, this whole big case, they had documentaries on it, and she's out. And now she has a massive social media following. I was just talking about it with my barber, Taryn Titanium Barbershop here in Nashville, the best that there is. And... um She's got like 6 million followers or something on Instagram, I think, right now. How old is she? I don't know. She's pretty young. She's... she got 6.4 million followers on Instagram. She just got out of prison.
1: She's married.
0: And she got married in jail. She's 32. 32. All right. Yeah. I mean... So she was raised her whole life to believe that she had all these disabilities. So she was acting like she had these disabilities.
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: dude. Imagine that.
1: Can you imagine how like what's sad is how like the next decade of her life is going to be and maybe she was able to like work on some of that stuff. Like you're in such a deep hole (sighs) to now dig out of and like yeah. you got to have the awareness that you're going to need to dig out of it you lived your entire life thinking that you had i mean i'm looking on google at like some of these like images of her that look would at just that be so scarring
0: oh yeah she's uh she's got a tough rest of her life i'd say not with all those followers though she's gonna be i can't wait to see what type of product she's selling okay. on her yeah, page golly <laughs> prison to me is one of the most fascinating things. I watch shows on like prison life and people who spend their entire lives. I can't even wrap my brain around that feeling of having to live in a eight by 10 jail cell for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No way.
0: Go crazy.
1: That would be, I also, yeah. Yeah. I'm so I don't know a lot about prison, but it seems like it's also maybe uh, this is probably going to be so ignorant. Uh, <laughs> not as bad as like you're not actually in an eight by ten box for the rest of your life. Like there's some, some of them are. Yeah, I mean some of like the the yeah the bad bad guys.
0: But right, like, but you're saying you get to go out in the yard, shoot some hoops, hang out in the cafeteria with your boys. Read so it's a not book. that bad. You probably got
1: internet. You can hang out in the 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 lounge. You know, as long as you're not in for murder. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of kidding. I hope I don't ever have to find out.
0: Yeah, let's hope neither of us find out. You know who did find out? Jeffrey Epstein. He found out, and now, uh, big news this week is that they now. This is what I'm having trouble understand. They released documents that show over a hundred names that were and are associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, what do they mean by that? Associated. These people. So everybody's like names? There's like over a hundred names. And the list has kind of been going around for a while. And they have all these conspiracies. So when they say associated, I'm like, it's people who have visited his island. But I'm like, now there's no way all these people knew what he was doing, right? But if you're somebody who visited his home on his island, it's like, then you're just screwed.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) What if you had no clue? Because he was also a big businessman. So what if he was like, hey, Andrew, you you and your wife come out to my island for the weekend. We'll fly out here. We'll talk business. And then you had no clue what he was doing behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I would say that there's probably going to be... Uh I would say that if you're on that list and you didn't have any idea you need to
0: You think it was very obvious everybody knew about it.
1: Or you need to you just need to prove that cuz like I'm sure you need to prove that you didn't know. I think it's fair to say that everybody I mean what that guy did was so heinous that it's fair to say that of all 100 of those people need to be questioned. Right. And let's say we both went, or me and whatever his name is, Prince Andrew. Right. Prince Andrew has no proof of any type of business dealing. It's just, you were there. You were
0: just hanging out.
1: You were just hanging out at Jeffrey Epstein's Island.
0: Hundred 150 associates. A little
1: sketchy, but if I can show, well, look, we he wired me money. We made a business deal. We have a signed contract. I was there on business.
0: Yeah, not sex can, trafficking. And I can prove it. Yeah,
1: then, you should probably. I mean, if that's the case, then that's such a sticky case, dude. So many people are gonna. Do you and, think that all those people that are all of like the conspiracies of like the Clintons killing people? Yeah, I mean, Clintons like,
0: were a big part. I mean, that's obvious that Bill was yeah linked to him through several different instances. They said like. Oh. They have people who came out just saying that Bill Clinton was just hanging out at the pool with, like, girls underage.
1: Yeah, wait, dude. It's <laughs> such an insane – even the fact that this list is out. Who – like, we have – isn't there a whole documentary about one of the workers
0: Yes, talking
1: about Prince Andrew? And like,
0: Clinton. And people were saying Trump. And there's, like, pictures of Trump. Like, everybody.
1: And we just said, like, yeah, I remember watch, listening to something or seeing something and – it was like eyewitness account of uh, of Prince Andrew, or I hope it's Prince Andrew. I forgive me if it's not. Yeah. I know it's one of the princes of yeah. England. Not Harry. Not Harry. <laughs> yeah. Harry rocks. Yeah. Uh, but it, like it's like there's eyewitness account of him doing a committing a crime, and we were just like, huh, okay,
0: yeah. We're I mean, do nothing. We don't think that he actually killed himself in his jail cell, right? Like he was a hundred percent. Oh, dude, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah, when you have that type of money behind the scenes, all those powerful people, that dude was, and then all of a sudden, the surveillance cameras don't work either. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like one of those. We had these guys on, uh,
1: another podcast that we work on, and they are. Their podcast is called Blurry Creatures. And yeah. it's a huge show. And they just talk about conspiracy theories like Bigfoot, giants existing, UFOs, things like that. Right. And one of the things that they talk about is like there's a lot of like conspiracy theories that just kind of over time become theories. Yeah. And I feel like Jeffrey Epstein, that's just one of those things that we all are just sort of like, yeah, we know he didn't commit suicide. Nobody's nobody is trying to nobody still thinks that. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy anymore. It's just a theory.
0: But it's like, how do you get away with that? I guess power and money.
1: Yeah, power and money. That's it. Dude, that probably happens a hundred times a day in across the US in well, in prison.
0: What about his wife? Ghislaine, Maxwell. Gilane? Gillane. Yeah. And she was the one setting up the yeah. victims.
1: She's on trial, right? I think so. All those people are gonna come. It's going to, at some point, justice will be served.
0: Justice will be served. Andrew will be serving out the justice. I'll be
1: dishing it out, dude. Okay, wait. Back to uh, back to Gypsy Rose. Yeah. I have a... I just love to debate these things. Like, did, did, should she have gone to jail?
0: She killed her mom. Right? Is she the mean, one that killed
1: I honestly could make an argument
0: that. Listen, I I guess it depends how the jury, if you were sitting on the jury, you would just have to say, no, I don't think she's guilty. One person on that jury. But it's kind of like, I know
1: you're guilty, but. Also. Also, maybe maybe, I could could make, again, I'm just spouting off here, but there is an argument for neither of them go to jail.
0: Of course, because of how terrible she was. Yeah. That's like saying, you know, there's been cases of a father It was, I think, in the 80s or 90s, this guy who used to be one of his best friends raped and killed his daughter and he was waiting at the airport for that guy to be transported back to whatever state he was in. From the police, and he was sitting at a telephone, one of those paid telephone booths no with a gun. And as soon as a guy walked by, just shot and killed him. And then, so something like that, you're like, yeah, I don't think that guy should go to jail. The guy literally raped and killed his daughter.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And you know, you hear stories like that, or the mom who killed the suspect in court. Yeah. I guess now that we're
1: sitting, now that you give that example,
0: it should be like a slap on the wrist.
1: I feel like the the dad killing the the dude who raped his daughter to me is you can't do that. You got to go to you got to go to jail now. Maybe you don't have for to go, how long? Yeah, maybe you don't have to go to jail forever.
0: I feel like those cases are are always like yeah they were out in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, but Gypsy Rose is like. You could, like, it's almost, in a way, self-defense. Like, your mom is a menace who has been abusing you for years, and you killed her. I don't know. It just feels way different than being, like, it's it's not as, like, vigilante.
0: Yeah. How know. did they kill her? They shot her?
1: I have no idea. Could have probably waited until she, like, did something and then called it self-defense gotta be smarter
0: yeah <laughs> gotta be a little smarter but yeah any of those cases i feel like i feel like those you should just let the like the one i was talking about you should let the dad in the room with that guy give him like 10 minutes you can say yeah do whatever you want but just don't kill him he I'm needs to come back that. out for trial
1: i'm in on that yeah rule. yeah you get to just go yeah you get five ten minutes and let all your anger out and that seems that seems honestly fair.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um I asked you guys on social media what you wanted us to to talk about today. We got a bunch of baby stuff we talked about. We did a baby podcast last episode was all about the delivery room. Um Let's see here. New year's resolutions, all that good stuff. This is a uh I guess a tricky one, vaccines for babies. Mm -hmm. That's something we're trying to figure out right now. It's tough nowadays because I feel like ever since COVID, you have people with such strong opinions on what to give for vaccines to their babies. So you got half the people that are like, yep, you have to do this. Or half people are like, don't put that in your baby's body. And now you have doctors too, pediatricians that require you to get vaccines. And if you don't, you can't see them. So that's something we're kind of figuring out right now. Yeah,
1: sticky, sticky yeah. uh topic.
0: Which I feel like is more sticky ever since COVID.
1: For sure. Right. For sure. I mean, we were talking about this before. Everybody's an expert now. Everybody knows how to everybody knows how to train the dog or be the photographer or edit clips or be a doctor. And I feel like you guys had on the last episode. You had on your doctor. Yeah. What is you seem to trust her mm-hmm. a lot yeah you've f- you got lucky and you found a doctor that you really trust right what does she say to do yeah i feel like there's just
0: horror stories on each side right for sure and some people have these serious reactions are like you're putting this in your baby's body their brain is too young not and underdeveloped to even withstand this type of stuff but everybody's like well then it prevents them from getting this and
1: but who yeah I could
0: get heated yeah, about this. but we're not going to get in a debate about vaccines <laughs> on here. Um, let's hear Update on the new gym building. It's coming along good. Construction is uh, something that is very tricky, especially in Nashville. We have a new gym coming. It's huge. It's quadruple the size of what we have now. Going to double our operation, bigger group fitness classes, one-on-one training. And looking like hopefully by the end of spring, some are the latest it'll be ready it's uh in such a good part of town too it's just tough with permitting here in Nashville cuz there's so many projects going on and you got to get everything signed off but we're rocking and rolling with that a lot of bachelor questions which i'm always fine to answer is gary gary is the new the old bachelor right golden bachelor the dude. golden bachelor i heard he's uh has some controversy I think he did. Like, didn't he, or a bunch of women came out saying that he was dating them, and when he was on the show saying he wasn't, like, dating anybody, or he never hadn't been in a relationship. Oh, man. I don't know
1: anything about that. Check out with that guy. I think I saw on, uh, I I like him, because he just, like, didn't go the route that he was, like, told to go.
0: What route did he go?
1: He was, like, telling everyone that he loved him. (laughs) He was just like, he just like went so, like, there's like etiquette, I feel like. I think
0: it totally, yeah. For the host
1: or whatever you call the person, the bachelor or the bachelorette. There's etiquette that they're supposed to follow. Yeah. And he was just, it seems like he was kind of just like, I'm going to follow my heart and do, I'm however old he is, 70, 60, whatever. Right. And he's just like, yeah, there's three girls left and I'm in love with all of them. And he told all of them that.
0: Yeah. That usually gets you into hot water. (laughs) They even... On our season, they would tell the lead, you can't say I love you. And they told Caitlin not to say I love you until like the very end if you are engaged. And also, that was one thing that they made very clear going into the fantasy suite was they were like, you cannot tell each other that you love each other. and Because we also want to get that reaction on film for everybody to see. And I like, I was like, all right, I won't say anything. And then I remember her just asking me, like, if I loved her, like, do you love me? And I wouldn't say it in the fanciest suite because I didn't want to ruin that moment. Nice. Yeah. And so she Gosh. was upset that I wouldn't tell her, but that is like the etiquette. So I guess if you go and tell the final three that you love them, all three of those girls are going to think that they're getting a ring. So that's yeah. been wild. And that's where we'll wrap up today and i'm excited for this year you guys thank you for all the support last year tuning in we've been having a blast with this podcast and we've got some fun guests lined up always leave recommendations people you want us to talk to conversations you want to hear thank you for tuning in no matter where you're listening from we appreciate you we love you team on three